while your day is winding down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Marcus, um, first of all, we're gonna th- we, we appreciate the mayor coming in again. Look, guys, um, he's really, as, as all the last couple of mayors have been, really in my entire life, the mayors have been very accessible here in the city of New Bedford. Yeah. And that's a, <clears throat> a, a credit to, to each each mayor personally, mm-hmm. in this case to John Mitchell. Um, but I really think the, the, the situation of Volk and Carol Pimentel, um, what do we hear? That's going to... It's going to be getting more. I think it's going to come to a head at some point. I right. really do. I think you're going to see you're going to see something come to a head on that. I, what I thought was really interesting is that he's not pulling back her nomination. Fantastic. It really, yeah, it really. It, it's. I think it's good because you know I don't think she. You know, you, you get. What she you, never got enough of a vote. In other words, with Ward three, with you done would have voted for her, but he resigned mm-hmm. to his credit. Um, and it is a. Look, city council is a part-time job. Some of them do it as a full-time job, basically. But Derek Baptiste missed the meeting, all right? He's missed a couple of them. Um, but, that's so, pro- so, but that's what held but it But those would have been two two votes in her favor. Right. So with the new ward with the new ward three counselor incoming, there could be it could be a different it could be a different story. One of those candidates does work at a Vogue school. Uh, Carmen Amaral. Carmen Amaral works at Old Colony. I don't know if that has any. I don't know if that'll have anything to do with it. I don't know what Sean Oliver's. I don't know what her or Sean Oliver's opinion is on it. Honestly, but no, I don't know why. But it's going to be really important. They should be asked. <laughs> they should be asked. They should be asked. We'll ask them because it's it's a major issue, mm-hmm. um, and I don't want to hear. And both of them are smart enough um, and engaged enough. This debate's been going on for quite a while. They should have all the information they need. If not, they can ask questions. Mm-hmm. I, I, I say that here, Marcus, so that when we do see them in the studio, they don't they don't give us that. I don't think either of them will. Um, I think both of them are very charismatic. I think both of them are very engaged. They're both running very good campaigns. That's why they came in one and two. Um, and, and so we'll, we'll get to see them in the finals. And then they'll, they'll get a chance to vote on this. Um, but what I but I think that's interesting. They're going to move forward with that nomination. Um, clearly, there's at least. I mean, <clears throat> it's not. I don't think it's so. The counselors that have commented on the record have mentioned admissions policy as a reason for voting against them. Uh, there was uh, Ryan Pereira had said that to me. He also had had this standard of too many people on a board. I didn't like that at all. But his, he he did he did have a problem with the emissions policy, and that's his right. He's a counselor. He, he gets he gets the vote on that. He at least told us why. Yeah, um, more uh, more said the same thing in the meetings. Uh, uh, on the record, um, Carney has said it here and on the record. Carney said in the meeting, and, I, and I, look, I'm sympathetic to Carney's position on this. She didn't like her answers on the vote tech standard she, uh, admission. She didn't feel the woman had enough information or didn't well, didn't well, follow the well, process. Well, well, and but but. You know, she said probably a day or so. It was a day before she came on this show, and I was talking to her about it. And she's she had said 
you know, her kids went to Vogue, and uh, they're great kids. Um, uh, one of them's a fellow attorney, right, Sean? And uh, she said that she loves the culture there. She was so involved in it. She's still involved in it. She doesn't want it to change. She's been very upfront about not wanting the admissions policy to change in right. a radical way. Right. Right. And by radical, I mean devi- very much deviating from where it currently is. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean by radical. Um, so, so, uh, so she's expressly been on the record against that. Um, so, uh, uh, when I talked to Council Giesta, she was more, she seemed more, she didn't feel as though Carol Pimentel had a grasp on the policy itself. Mm-hmm. She did say to me, <clears throat> I have Vogue admissions have worked for a long time and, but I'm also open to hearing about it, but admissions played a role in that. Right. So I guess when I say I'm sympathetic to, to, um, Councilor Carney's vote is that what I'm saying is that I thought Carol Pimentel could have been better in her answer on that question. I thought she gave the impression, maybe it was the wrong impression, and that does happen sometimes when you're testifying in front of a body, that she didn't know the policy as well as she should. Yeah, She should have anticipated that question and had an answer on the top of her mind. Maybe that's just because I'm used to testifying things like that. Um, in the end, I don't think it's a reason to vote against her. Mm-hmm. I you know, um, I think that it was a lot of smoke. Yeah, yeah, I, a lot I, of smoke. I, I agree, and um, and uh, uh, you know, I guess we'll see. I think again, it's something that Mitchell led the statewide conversation on. He really, and that's it, not an exaggeration. There was write ups in Commonwealth Magazine about it years ago. He was featured. On every single one, he's the one that got the all the mayors together. I think it was like twenty. There's like twenty six gateway mayors. He got like twenty three mayors uh, to sign a letter to Desi, um, and he's been very vocal and upfront about how unfair he thinks it is. Just to be fair, so everybody knows, I talked about the comments Superintendent Watson had told me when I interviewed him on the record. I also it was a brief interview, but it was very complete. He was very complete in his answers. Um, he his assistant had said to me. At a later point, that uh, he would like to join us on the air sometime, and I followed up on that. I'm still waiting to hear. I would look forward to having him on as well. Sure, so just absolutely. just so people know, I am presenting all sides of the argument here. So, um, or at least att- attempting to. So, um, so we'll we'll look forward to more of those comments. But I, I it's it's not something like I. It's not something Mitchell's going to roll over on. Right? He's going to come out. With I don't more. think he can protect. The interest, the full interest of the city, by rolling over on it. In no, other words, I, in other words, when you start to look at the the discrepancies here between the high school, the traditional high school, and the Vogue Tech admissions, things like that, you see that's clearly a problem. Yeah, it's not. It's in nobody's interest to ignore it. Yeah. Uh, the 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 other right exactly. Even it, if they think it is. Well, not only that. Wrong. Not only that, I mean, the last under the the, the Baker administration, a Republican administration, right? Um, uh, Jeff Roy, the the Desi commissioner, he had sent a letter to Voke in four or five other communities, Diamond being one of them as well, in Fall River, that says, "Hey, you guys aren't doing enough to represent your sending district, which would be the you know New Bedford, Fairhaven, Fall River. I'm in uh, Dartmouth. You're not doing enough to represent your sending district and, and your student body. You need to change something, right? Because that those those admissions those admission standards. I read them. There is always it's kind of like you know some like when the uh, 
some of those Supreme Judicial Court decisions come down, right? And like one on bail, right? And I, I, uh, my, my, you know, my clients would be like, well, there's this decision that came down. I'm like, yeah, but there's always a catch all. (laughs) There's always a catch all. And, uh, and so you you see there is a catch all in that basically an escape hatch, um, for people who want to use, who want to, who, you know, exercise discretion in that area to say, well, it's substantially related to the shops that they are putting forward. So, um, so that's kind of like, well, you can say attendance, you know, you can say you, you can say that stuff, too. So it seems like there's a catch all. And I think it needs to be probably a bit more rigid. 508-996-0500. So you can join us this evening. Let's go to the phones. Good evening. You're live. Hey, Marcus and Chris. This is Sean. Hey, Sean. Hey, Sean. What's up, man? How you doing, guys? Good. Good. Congratulations. Yeah. Congrats. Really well done. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I know you really worked good. really hard. And so I'm glad it paid off for you. I'm happy it paid off as well. Yeah. Five thousand of my own dollars. Yeah. Well, uh, I knew you were serious, man. I, look, we liked you a lot when you came in. You were very, you know, charismatic. And um, congratulations. Well, well, thank you, guys. I'm uh, I'm calling in on the uh, the topic of uh, Carol Clemente. Sure. Uh, um, as uh, as you folks were just uh, recently talking about it, I um, I I'm a little shocked in the result of the city council vote. I would have. Uh, Absolutely voted to, um, to 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 get her in there. Um, I think um, Volk has needed a little bit of a change to uh, the admissions process because, um, well, first off, let's not get too crazy with. Obviously, it's a model that's worked for some time, where you know Volk students have a very good success rate of yes. either further education or entering trades. Um, the biggest thing is, especially with the um, some of the disabled or learning disabled um, students that are looking to attend, it, it's it's a well known fact that some people are learners and some people are doers. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. they're better off with their hands, and I yeah. think what happens is those kids get tossed back into the public school system, where they just kind of fall to the wayside because they're a lot less interested in the academic part of the high school mm-hmm. and would have probably thrived in an atmosphere like Vogue where they could sit back and, and learn a trade, still do the academic that's sure. necessary, but um, do do the, the, the trade because most likely that's what they would be entering into after high school anyways. Right. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Uh, so I'm glad you you came out on the record, and I appreciate I appreciate you listening, Sean. So if this comes, if you are successful, you'll be sworn in. I guess March first. If this comes before you, you if Carol Pimentel comes before you again, you say you're saying now that you will vote uh, for Carol Pimentel to go to the school uh, vote school committee. Uh, unless something were to drastically change, that is my position. I like the I like the unless something was he's learning. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> Carol, don't get in trouble. <laughs> no, but no. Thanks, Sean. Thank you so much for calling in. We really well, appreciate. Well, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate and Sean, it. And Sean, we yeah. uh, we look forward to having you back on before the uh, before the election to have uh, a, a, a more in depth conversation with you. Absolutely, I appreciate that, and I look forward to being back. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks Sean. Sean. Appreciate Good it. Good luck. Thank That's you. That's great. So, um, so there you have it. At least one of the uh, the Ward three candidates is coming out in support of Carol Pimentel. So, I think Mitchell has a, a a reason to to wait to see if this election's over before putting her in front of the um, in front of the the appointments and briefings committee again. Look, I really appreciate Sean Alvin is listening um, and, and called in and called in. Yeah, um, and look, he. 
quite frankly, he could have sat back and waited. Yeah. Because there are people who, who, who do not want the admissions policy to change. Yeah. Right? That's not an easy vote to take. Mm-hmm. It's not. Right. No, it's not. That's a courageous vote to take. Yeah, and it's a good. It's a. It's a. It's a courageous position to take when you're in the middle of an election. And it's a courageous position to tell everybody before they vote for you. <laughs> yes, right? exactly. I agree. Well, hats off. Hats off to Sean Oliver. I. I. I agree. Um, I think that's actually we're we're. It's a good time to take a break. Let's, I agree. Let's do that now. <clears throat> Marcus, um, welcome back to South Coast tonight, folks. I'm Chris McCarthy. Of course, Marcus Farrow is here as always. Um. Marcus, I think, um, based on his on-air comments, that um, John Mitchell's not leaving. I've been saying that. I don't think he is. I think there's a lot of work left to do. I, I agree with you on the lot of work left to do. I would say that, as you and I were talking about off the air, I don't think that John Mitchell feels he's done. I think he, I think he feels very accomplished, which is good. I think he's got a nice platform to run on. But I think he's got a lot of things in the pipeline he would like to see to the end. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, and I'm speaking from my opinion, this is not what John said to me. I didn't ask him this. Um, I don't see him as seeing anybody out there on the horizon that he would feel comfortable handing the baton to. That's me saying that. I think when you spend, uh, you know, you spend a decade doing stuff, you know, I kind of like... All right, so you you and I have have been doing this for a while, yes. And when we've had people fill in for us, you know, we've had great people fill in for us, right? Yes. You've had people I've filled in for you on your on your weekday show, and we've had uh, Jack Spillane and Jess Machado, and they've all done great. But there's always a little bit of angst around it, right? Because it's like this is something, this is our baby, we've built it up, and right. all that. So if you spend ten years, you know, really building a lot of things uh, in the city, offshore wind, improving the school um, uh, the school graduation rate, the vote tech admissions policy. I'm laying in the hospital in a ventilator worrying about Marcus converting my audience to Marxism. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only reason I lived to come back and yeah. <laughs> bring you people back It's not around. true. <laughs> he lied. He's lying. But anyway, Don't listen. But you're right. Yeah. When you, you, you take a sense of ownership of it. Yes, right. John Mitchell... Um, has had, I can imagine, a lot of sleepless nights over his city. Mm-hmm. He's worked really hard to try to bring things to fruition. He worked. He's worked really hard with the school department, with the people on the school committee, trying to make changes over there. Um, the wind piece, other small businesses that he that he's helped develop. Mm-hmm. You know, help them to come down the pipeline and and. Um, his camp is, is advanced manufacturing campus. Although I think John always knew he was just setting the stage for a future mayor on that one in particular. But I'm sure he'd like to see that piece get started. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, I don't think. Look, he has a very good resume. Um, he's got a real nice backstory. He could be a part of any any kind of winning team in other corporations, other government positions. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, when you're, when you're I can't see him giving it up. Yeah, I mean, when you're a uh, you know Harvard educated former prosecutor and elected official, the the you know the sky's the limit, right? Right. So it's there's options out there. It's just I think there's I think there's a, a, a legacy he wants to th- to see through, and the the one way to to guarantee it is to 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 run for another term. And I also don't see anybody on the horizon 
who has the ability to defeat him in election. No, I, I don't think so. There's no. I don't think there's a lot of people. I mean, everybody that you could think of um, is either someone that he's beaten before, right. or um, just someone without the financial resources, the the power of incumbency, and just the general. I think. Um, uh, who approval, has, right? Who has a better story than he does? Yeah, that's 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 it. In other words, who says not only can I do the job, not only is he not doing it right, but I can do it better? Yeah, I don't. I don't see that story. I don't either. In politics is about story. I don't either. And you and I had some inside knowledge some years back about his um, his popularity and approvals right. in the city. Yes, and. You know, you hear stuff from from people calling, and those opinions are valid. Uh, we're not, you know, we're not discrediting them, but, but uh, it's one voice on the telephone. But it, but it, it doesn't match the general opinion, just based on some of the things that we've seen uh, of the of the city um, as a whole. It just it ju- it it just doesn't. So right. I I think that um, I would think that if he ran again. We would probably, uh, you know, you never know who's going to come out, right? And frankly, it's better for us if someone <laughs> interesting comes out. But, yeah, of course it is. But, Absolutely. Uh, but uh, just for, for us, Chris and I as talk show hosts and everybody here as talk show hosts. But um, I, I, I would be surprised if it, was, if it were a competitive election. Because John has a real, it's not, be, how do I put this? He has a serious list of accomplishments to yeah. run on. Mm-hmm. All you'd be getting with a new person is a list of promises. Yes, exactly. Right? So a list of promises ne- is very difficult to be a list of serious accomplishments. Well, one of the things... John has no scandals, no problems. Mm-hmm. There's no nothing there. You might say, I don't like the tax rate, but you don't know what the new guy is going to do. <laughs> yeah. And and you have to... I think you said this before. You said this before. Right. You have to, if you're going to beat an incumbent, you're going you're gonna to have to basically convince a large group of people that they voted the wrong way. Right. Your vote, your vote that that time ago was actually wrong. You right? made a mistake. You made a mistake, and I'm here to correct it. And that's that sometimes can work, but it's a difficult sell. You better you better be able to point out what the mistake was. <laughs> yeah, ex- that's and exactly. The, it. And the mistake has to be something that they can put on the incumbent. Yes, like. I know you vote when you voted for him. You didn't realize he was going to sell marijuana licenses. Yeah, forever. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know things like that. The, the, the mistake is not only bad, but it's also not the voters' fault. It's right. not something they could have foreseen. Yeah, um, and a nobody can't beat a somebody. Yeah, that's the big thing. <laughs> right? That's that's the big that's the thing we always say. Nobody can't beat a somebody. And if right. you're if you don't have the if if you don't have anything, if that that whole like. I'm a new person, and I, I do this. That that might work in a, in a in an open seat election. That could work, but it, it doesn't work in a, it doesn't work against an incumbent a lot of times. Most of the listeners remember the Tylenol cyanide scandal, where some random bottles of Tylenol, which is the greatest pain reliever, selling pain reliever in America, got poisoned with cyanide. This is back in the '80s. All right, um, very few people died, but some people did. It ruined the Tylenol brand briefly. Okay. Yeah. Other than then, people went back to it. Okay, um, when you go to buy, if your wife says go get some pain reliever, yeah, you generally go and you buy Tylenol on your walkout, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. For a brief moment in time, you could have bought Excedrin or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, right. But Tylenol was the brand. Yeah. When when you go to vote, you're going to vote for the somebody, not yes. the nobody. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening. 
Just good evening, Marcus and Chris. Hey, Big Al. Your voice there, buddy. Nice to see you, Big Al. Hear you anyway. And I was hoping that you were going to be taking calls because I did have a couple of questions for uh, John Mitchell, but well, he, he didn't take calls. Here's, here's, here's and here's my here's here's the thing with that when we have Mayor, you. you Tim does the calls and all that stuff, the constituent stuff, and his program. We're we're more we're more meeting out policy in our in our discussions with with Mitchell. Well, I think he's stuck at the bridge anyway. So ask away. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, there was uh, two things I wanted to bring to his attention. One, we lost a very good diner, a place of business on Rockdale and Kempton Street. And okay. Angelo's. Angelo's. Yeah. Angelo's. Yeah. Now, he stated that the sign that was on the sidewalk was illegal. And how is that possible when that same sign was on that sidewalk for 34 years? Um, how, how is that possible? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Now, now, here's the deal. Somebody, some knucklehead that works at... City Hall wanted to impose a fee for that sandwich sign on the sidewalk, and the person was struggling to keep the lights on and keep the gas flowing to cook for his customers. So when the sign was not being used, that affected the business. Subsequently, the place got the man closed the business, and now it's up for sale. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to go on record. I used to go to that restaurant practically on a, on a regular basis because I know the people that, run, that ran the place personally. And issue number two, okay, I'm, you know that I watch trains, and I'm taking a little time to speak to both of you about this issue. Yes. There's a person that goes into the chat room in La Plater, Missouri. His screen name is Handsbugs. I wanted to meet this meet and greet this person because he's into a rail, he's a rail fan like I am. Okay. However, he refused to, he declined to come to New Bedford only because of the crime in the city of New Bedford. That's crazy. That was the sticking point. And I wanted to meet this guy, and I have not got that chance to meet him. Maybe his mom wouldn't let and, him. Let him. And, I, and it's not fair to me. Well, I mean, I could chaperone it, I guess. I, I don't know what to tell you. What do you want us to do about it? Not meet you in Fairhaven. No crime over here. Oh, I know. I I know about Fairhaven. I I love Fairhaven. I go and shop in Fairhaven. Walmart. Yeah, we love to have you. I love going to Wally World. Have a meet you there. uh, That's the smallest Walmart in the country. Is it really? Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, I wanted to have him come to the restaurant, Platter's, have a seat, and uh, so I could get to meet him and 
get to talk trains with him and what have you. Maybe arrange that I can go and go rail fanning with him and maybe his him and his wife. That'll be the three of us. Maybe the wife. I would have loved to have done that. Where was he coming from? He's coming from Missouri. That opportunity. Where was he coming from? From the Cape. Oh, Oh, you know that attitude. I don't really care for it very much. He's from Cape Cod, and he won't come to New Bedford because of the crime. I I don't very I don't I don't really I I don't I don't I think that's very condescending. I don't appreciate that. I, I don't think. That person's company right. is worth your I was time. Say, that's that's your big, big L. You probably wouldn't have hit it off the way you thought. Yeah, anyway. yeah. That that seems very condescending. No, that pesky wife hanging around anyway. Yeah, but excuse me. The reason being, I wanted to meet him because he he himself is a rail fan, and so am I. And allow me to tell both of you, I grew up with a love of trains. My father, God rest his soul, bought a train set, the small track. I believe it was the end scale, if I'm correct. And I enjoyed it. Put it this way. All right. Do you guys realize where the whale's tube is, the parking lot for the high-speed ferry? Yes. Do you realize back in the day, years ago, back in the 70s, that was my playground hmm. when it was a rail yard. Hmm. Unknown to me that I was actually trespassing, but again, I loved that rail yard. You know, big L. And I- at one time, at one time, I actually got to ride in the locomotive. That was a, a memory for a lifetime. I had a friend of mine who worked on the trains. His name was his last name was Woodcock. He, uh, Mr. E.L. Harriman himself, gave him a job working for him. He, he worked on the flyer, and um, he couldn't hear because uh, Butch Cassidy, the Sundance Kid, blew up the train, but uh, hurting his ears. But um, anyway, later on, he, I think he used to tip me over there at the rail yard sometimes. You ever know anybody named Woodcock over there? Yeah. Yeah. Mr. E. L. Harriman gave him his job himself. Huh? All right, thank you, yeah, Big Al. Big Al, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta hit it. But I, we appreciate you calling in. But I just wanted to make that point uh, clear. I we appreciate that, and maybe um, next next Wednesday you can uh, you can call into Tim when the mayor's there. He's there every week with Tim. You know, we get him once a month here, so he's on. He's there every week with Tim. You can ask him about the um, An- Angelo's Orchid Diner and um, and and sort of the, the the controversy surrounding that. Well, I just figured I'd try to talk to him tonight because mm-hmm. I wanted. To well, well, be- I'll text him at one in the morning. Tell you that you want to talk to him. That's the reason why I was laying low, we, waiting, waiting yeah. for him. We, we, right, we thanks, appreciate Big it, Big Al. Al. Thanks, buddy, thank you. Thank you. I, I think of um, when I think of trains sometimes and model trains. Uh, my brother's big into model trains, I like and model trains. I, I think they're very cool. Uh, actually, my aunt got us a, uh, a model train to put around our Christmas tree, and it was it, it was really really cool. It right. had like smokestacks and all that it was neat. But the Sopranos ruined it for me. I'm just gonna say the, the Bobby Bacala. Poor yeah. Bobby Bacala. He was getting his train. He was all excited and. Uh, the, they whacked him. They whacked him. <laughs> they whacked him. And, and the train him. goes off the track. And the train goes off the track. Yeah, it, they, they, they build it up. Yeah. You know, he's sitting there in the garage with his hat. He loves his trains. He was not a good person. 
Bobby Bacala. He was the best of those guys. Yes, he was. He was because he only murdered one guy. Right, right. <laughs> in season six, right. <laughs> he was right. a Canadian too. He was. A, he was. A, he was a Canadian. It doesn't really even count. <laughs> Canadians, come on. <laughs> And Tony basically makes him go on like uh, just because he's he's annoyed, right? He's like, you never, you know, done that in that regard. And he's well, like, he beat, got beat up by him. He got beat up by him, but Tony deserved it, right? And then he's like, oh, if I were, you know, and then and then they're- I'm not sure if you insult your 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 sibling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't give their spot their their spouse the right to punch you. Yeah, because it's your sister or your brother. I yeah, you were insulting right. them long before they were in a relationship. <laughs> That's, if I, if I someone insults that's true. my girlfriend, that's, they, I understand. But, but but Tony wasn't even mad at the principal. He was just mad at the fact that he lost the fight. Oh, yeah. He just very clearly lost the fight. And so he was mildly like annoyed at the guy, so he made him go uh, commit his first um, his first hit right. uh, just just because he was bothered by it. <laughs> but it didn't really count because it was a Canadian. <laughs> right, going to take a break. Bye. 1420 WBSM can now be heard on 99.5 FM. So you're looking hero. Whoever you are, you save lives. I live with sickle cell and the pain and the issues that come along with sickle cell every day. I'm most grateful that people are willing to go out there and take their time, their blood, and give me new life. Because of you, I'm allowed to see my son grow up. Giving equals living. Give blood. Replenish the supply. Learn more at hhs.gov slash giveblood. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. To some people, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much. But that's not necessarily true. By six months, they're combining vowels and consonants. By nine months, they're trying out different kinds of sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on some meaning. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Early screening and intervention can make a lifetime of difference and unlock a world of possibilities. Take the first step at AutismSpeaks.org. Pollution from trucks is a public health crisis. Diesel-burning trucks belch dangerous levels of pollution. And communities living near ports and along freight corridors breathe especially high levels of this dirty air. But this crisis has a solution. My name is Sasan Sadat, and I work for Earth Justice. I'm working to clean up our air quality, particularly for communities that bear the burden of diesel pollution. For the sake of our lungs, our health, and our climate, the future of trucking in this country has got to be zero emissions. Until then, I will never rest. Earth Justice is a national legal nonprofit defending the environment and people's health. Earth Justice is fighting to save lives, protect our climate, and strengthen our economy through the shift to zero emissions. If clean air matters to you, visit us at earthjustice.org. Earth Justice, because the earth needs a good lawyer. Get breaking news alerts, stream audio, send us text messages, and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus Farrow. And I'm Chris McCarthy. This is South Coast Tonight. 
So, Marcus, we were talking about... Um, Bobby Bacala. Bobby Bacala. <laughs> Poor but, Bobby. But we were talking about um, how we think John Mitchell is going to run again. Yeah. That means four more years. Four more years. Yeah. Four more years. So, yeah. I do think that... Look, I was against the four-year term. But I, I understood, too. But I was But I understood the rationale behind it. I did, too. I do. Um, I wonder if, if you could do it over. If John Mitchell would like two-year terms going forward. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the reason I say that is that four years is a long time. Well, he was against a four-year term, wasn't he? He was for it. Oh, he created it. Oh, okay. I thought he was against it. He, no, he, he, he and his political supporters, he was the one who put it on the ballot. Okay. Um, and campaigned in favor of it. Um, and cause he, he did it about... I think four years into his term. Yeah. It makes sense because every two years, you know, you, you, you get one year stuff done, then you're campaigning and all right. that. I understand. Right. It does make sense. Yeah. But four years is a long time. It's a long you, time. Right? Yeah. If the city messes up. Yeah. Then the Lex, I mean, quite frankly, I've said it here before. New Bedford has gotten very lucky. John Bullard, Rosemary Taney, Fred Kalis, Scott Lang, John Mitchell. Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a run. Yes. That's a hell of a run. It really is. I mean, really experienced, capable people. Yeah. And before that, Lala, Jack Markey. I mean, like, yeah. really, it just, it, I would say that, and it's terrible to say this, but the last mayor who, who I don't think did a very good job, um, and there were some circumstances against him, including the left-wing forces of, of, of the Viet Cong on the streets of New Bedford, but but uh, uh, George Rogers, he made some financial decisions and he had the riots. Um, that really yeah, hurt him. And, you know, he's, he's passed on now. Yeah. Um, but that was in the early 70s. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah. 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. They had a, the city of New Bedford has had a 50-year run. Yeah. With good mayors. I agree. That's really, really unprecedented. Mm-hmm. Look, look, look down the road at Fall River. they've had two mayors on the one go to jail one almost go to jail Mm -hmm. the last 50 years and and you know they can't ever decide on whether or not they want to keep a particular mayor midterm so if you look at fall river the big flaw over there is they've got the recall yeah i know there were people when they when they put the four-year position and said for me may may yet year mayor's term and they said well, let's have a recall petition that would have been the worst thing in the mm-hmm. world because there's always an election when there's a recall yeah because well, the potential for one there's always yeah i mean we we went through one here um that i i thought was necessary and i think most people did but i think when you but it was very tragic in the end it was it was very tragic and when you get the thing is is i think it's a little bit different when you have a a, a town of sixteen thousand people and a city of a hundred thousand people there's a lot just more room there's a it's a lot easier to get that petition going and when it's when it's there's a, there's a three-man board um you also have um some continuity of leadership there mm-hmm. right even if one person leaves um Anyway, the um, the reality of it is, is that New Bedford, um, while I didn't agree with a four year term, it 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 avoided creating 
the Fall River situation because there is not a recall petition. Yeah. Um, because can you imagine if every time they made a decision that 20 people didn't agree with, mm-hmm. which is not a lot of people. <laughs> oh, no, it's not, yeah. They started gathering petitions and banging on the door of City Hall, um, which is what happens in Fall River. Yeah. Um, and it's terrible. So let's take a break. We'll be right back. Uh, if you want to hear everything under- uh, welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus, 508-996-0500. We just had a call drop off, but if you want to call back, we're here. We're actually here till 10. We're here till 10. We're here till 10 o'clock. So we've got so. another hour to go. Yeah. Um, Marcus, I do I do have to say that, um, really, again, I for those people who haven't, didn't hear it earlier, Sean Oliver called in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the one of the Ward 3 candidates. Um, he, he was the best. He, was the, he did the best. He, he ran the highest. Um, to say that, He'll be voting should he should the voters award three put him in for Cal Pimentel, yeah. uh for the for the Vogue Tech board. I, I think that's a was a real not only did that show me a lot about him, he's paying attention. He's got some courage. Yeah, I, to I speak agree. out on the issues. I agree. Five oh eight nine nine six oh five hundred. Good evening. Hello. All right. Going once. Call back. So um yeah, and I'm reaching out to to uh, Carmen Amaral now yeah. to see if I can get her comment on it as well. So, Because I think there's going to be a lot more that's going to come out in this, this story. It's becoming a campaign issue. It may become a campaign issue in the general elections coming soon, right, in this, yes. in this, in this, uh, in these fall, uh, in these fall uh, city elections. Everybody's on the ballot, including the mayor, so, the city council, and some members of the school committee. So we've been talking about Ward 3 because there'll be a, the special election will finish up um, next month. Or this month, the end of this month, um, and then we'll see. I would, I would imagine the people in that ward will give whoever wins, either Carmen or um, or, or Mr. Oliver, the, um, the ability to run. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to have to run again in November. Um, they'll probably get a free pass after that um, to fill out the, the you know to get their own term because they're just filling out the remainder of Hugh Dunn's. Um, but with seven candidates in the primary. My 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 impression, Marcus, is that one or two, if not more, of those candidates is going to run at large. Yeah, right. Um, you had seven candidates. Many of them put forward a real effort. Some obviously a better effort than others. Some a more say scientific effort than others. But every one of them had a story to tell. Um, you help facilitate those stories. Mm-hmm. Um, WBSM helped facilitate those stories. Some of them may not have realized that or appreciated it, but nonetheless, um, <laughs> here we are. I would say that everybody who ran in the special election who wasn't successful, which is most of them, five of them, they ought to really consider running at large or, or, or in November um, because they had a story to tell. They obviously want to be on the council. It wasn't that they just wanted to represent the, the little area of Ward 3. Nobody's that in love with the geography of Ward 3. Yeah, right. Um, they they wanted something. They wanted to get on the council. They wanted to have their voices heard. And I do think that that turnout was so anemic to have no way of knowing what it even meant. Yeah. Right? I mean, when you have seven candidates all of whom were pretty good, all of whom worked really hard, 
or very you know in different ways. Some some worked hard. It wasn't wasn't just smart, right? Other people worked smart. Um, but to have only such a small turnout, it, it really should only mean that everybody feels encouraged to to go to go further. Yeah, you know, I would hope. So, um, uh, uh, 508-996-0500 is how you can join me. Um, I am, um, I'm just trying to, I'm actually so, working on a story. Yeah, can you talk so, so for Marcus, a second? So, so Marcus, <laughs> one of the other things that, that, that's going on right now, um, is, and I was, we, I really didn't feel fair about, I didn't want to bring it up to the mayor on the air because the story was just happening, um, while we were on the air. Um, which is, and it's it's not my style to hijack someone, to give them something. I want real answers. I can't ask someone a question about a story that I'm just learning about. Right before I came in, someone directed my attention to a story on Saving Seafood. SavingSeafood.com, which is run by a local guy. Um, and it's about, there are seven mayors in New Jersey who are now asking the governor of New Jersey to reverse the his position in favor of wind energy on the ocean floor because of the death of whales. Yeah. There's an astronomical number of whales. I think six whales have already been have already been, died or been killed. Yeah. Um, and they're blaming the exploration for wind energy. As someone said to me today from the fishing industry, if we had killed seven, six whales already, we'd be in jail. Yes. Right? Yeah. And I, I, that, that's a very hard position to disagree with. But there, as, as Maya Lang was here on Friday was saying, we have no idea what they're doing to the ocean bottom. We, but you're seeing whales dying. Yeah. Can we put it directly on wind? I don't know. Yeah. There, there has been nothing to... It's, it's a... It's a it's a um, a post hoc reasoning on this. There's no evidence. It's just this. They're saying this happened and then this happened. Right. So we're not entirely sure yet. Correct. Yeah. I think. I think. I, and that's a fair position to have. Yes. Absolutely. An open mind. Yeah. So, but why are the whales dying, Marcus? Why are the whales dying? Where yeah. have all the whales gone? Mm. Yeah. It's a. Uh... It's not like we're harpooning them either. No, I don't want to make the joke I made off air because it's not like you're, you've already heard it and it's not the same reaction, you know? You're just afraid. I'm just afraid. 